school moms are busy. Bright Ideas Press gets that. And that's why, for over 25 years, we have promised to publish Christian-oriented homeschool curriculum that will fit your family. Curriculum that is both affordable and easy to use with children of different ages and learning styles at the same time. Curriculum that busy moms love. Offering history, science, geography, and humanities curriculum and over 100 options of online classes and clubs for homeschool families, the team at Bright Ideas Press creates products and resources that will not only help simplify your life, but also inspire, encourage, and equip you to educate your children. Check out brightideaspress.com for more information. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today I am going to talk about teens and moms and communication. This is episode 329. And you can find the show notes at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. I also want to thank our sponsor, and that is Bright Ideas Press. You can find out more at the website, BrightIdeasPress.com. As all of you love your children, I love mine. And I just really love my teens. Teens and moms have a sacred relationship, or they should. Our babies are growing up, and while it's exciting to watch our kids grow up and mature, it's also scary. If you have little kids, please do me a favor and don't skip this episode. I believe you're going to receive some really good information and things that you can be thinking about for the future, no matter how old your children are. I've been through this a few times, five to be exact, so you can say I have some experience with the situation. I can recall friends talking about the teen years when my kids were super little and they were saying, oh yeah, just wait till the raging hormones. And I just felt that was horrible um, to take something that is a natural effect of getting older and maturing and just really being derogatory about it. Um, I believe that we need to respect our children and yes, of course, they should respect the adults, but... You know, bad behavior is no excuse, and whether or not there's raging hormones or not, um, that doesn't excuse kids from acting the way that we expect them to. Um, I remember talking to some teenagers one time, and they said, well, it just seems that, you know, parents um, just expect us to be bad now because we're teenagers. And as I used to share with them, I would say, you know what? You're right. It's like, you know, we as parents were, you know, 12, and then by some, you know, miraculous occurrence, um, we ended up on at at the age of 20. 
um, do you think that's right? You know, we went from being 12 to 20, and they said, no. I said, of course not. All parents go through the teen years. So yes, we remember what it's like, and we remember situations that happened maybe in our lives that we would want to change. And that's the great thing about being a parent. Now we have that opportunity with our children um, to live these years in a way that is glorifying not only to God, but to our families. You know, the teen years begin on paper when a child turns 13. However, the teen years are 13 years in the making. The way we raise our children will impact the way our teens act when they get to this milestone. Believe me, kids don't wake up one day and say, today I'm going to make my mom's life miserable. In the same way, we parents don't decide, hey, today's a good day to start restricting our kids and just being incredibly harsh about their behaviors or you know, acne on their face or, hey, now we can just embarrass them in front of their friends. No, we don't do that. You know, raising kids is a dance that begins when they're little and we begin to put our first steps forward. Most of these restrictions that we put in place are there so that we can keep our kids safe. And let's face it, teens complain a lot. And complaining can become a trigger for us. The minute we hear things that are the you know normal refrains, it could just set us off like, oh, it's not fair. Why does this always happen to me? And we need to use restraint not to be reactive. Our kids are growing up and as teenagers, part of their job is to pull away. But it doesn't have to be painful, I promise. I've enjoyed my teens some more than others. Some of my teens are very reactive. They start with loud voices that, um, you know, they expect that the louder they are, the more I'm going to listen and that their point is going to be heard. And so during the years, I've tried different things with different kids, everything from humor. Well, praise God, I can still hear. If you don't lower your voice, I'm going to need hearing aids soon. Or anger. Well, once you stop screaming, I'll be happy to listen to what you have to say, but not until you calm down. So have some of these things in your arsenal, moms and dads. Have some things that you can say, even when they're younger. And um, these are things that will really come and be there to help you at some point. When we're upset, sometimes it's hard to think. So try to think through some of the scenarios. And if you have been through a scenario with one of your children and it hasn't turned out so well, we can use that as a learning experience and um, you know, sit down and really think what you could have said differently and address it that way in the, in the near future. You know, we have foundations as parents, and these should be set. So when the teen years come along, um, the family can just continue on as usual. But it's also a time when serious conversations should be added, and that includes taking the time to be mom and dad. I know sometimes um, parents are excited about the teen years, and they're thinking, oh, well, now we can be friends, and we can go shopping, and we can do all these things we couldn't do when they were younger. Yes, you can do some of these things that you want to do, but I really urge you that this line of friendship, you know, when they 
maybe push the limits or, you know, you feel like you've been slighted as a friend, you know, and they would rather spend time with, you know, kids their age, then we get hurt. So it's better to parent and to be the parent and not be the friend. Here are some ideas and and they're my top 10 um, ways that I feel that um, are very helpful for teens and moms when uh, we're talking about communicating. The first is to have an open line of communication. If your kids know you're approachable, that they can come talk to you, that you have time for them, then that is going to go a long way um, into that relationship. The second is take time to listen like you care. And that means put away electronics. I watch kids and parents alike who are both, you know, nodding and acting like they're listening while they're on their phones. Parents, there is nothing that will turn off a teen um, than you doing what you're asking them not to do. Uh, So that is like a, a kind of, to me, a line in the sand, uh, something that is a must um, for both. And that is that when you are there, be present and put your electronics away. The third is to pick your battles. What are those important things? Um, I remember at a homeschool conference, one of my friends um, had a son who decided to have blue hair one year and green hair the other. And she said, you know what, there are so many other things that we need to work on that this is the least of the things that my husband and I decided to just let go. And it turned out that this young man um, turned out just fine. I don't know if I could have done that, but for her, she would rather just ignore the different color hair. That was not one of the battles she wanted to deal with because she said they had more pressing things. So you have to decide as a family what are the battles, you know, um, like for us, it was, you know, appropriate dress, which I'm praising God never really had to worry about because my kids were athletes. And I think that really helped a lot. Um, Also, um, you know, the amount of time that they're allowed to spend um, away from the home. So what are those battles that are important to you? What are the lines in the sand that you're going to draw and um, stick to? And that is the key. You have to stick to whatever rules you lay down. Number four, focus on behavior rather than character assassination. If we are, are you know, doomed to have a horrible relationship with our child, it will start if all you can do is pick on them and everything they do wrong. One of my friends was saying that she had horrible relationship with her son. And I said, well, just give me some ideas. And she did. None of them were concrete. Well, when I was at her house one day, her son walked in and he barely opened the door and stepped through the threshold. And she started bombarding him with questions. You know, um, do you have any homework to do? Are you going to do your homework? Um, What did this person say? You know, what did your teacher say about this, this, and this? Did you turn in your homework? Uh, Five or six questions before this kid got in the door. And um, afterwards, and he went to uh, practice sports, and she goes, do you see what I mean? He's just very belligerent. And I said to her, you didn't even say hello. She said, what? I said, when he walked in the door, you didn't even get up, give him a hug, say hello, say, hey, you hungry? Do you want a snack? You didn't treat him at all 
like he he was even a welcome member of your family. And she was shocked to hear that because she said she was just so focused on the things she wanted to ask him when he got home that she never even thought about saying hello, welcoming him home. And she said, you know, I'm so glad you're here because I just didn't see that. So if you don't know um, what that is or you're having a struggle, you know, ask your friends, um, invite a friend over and uh, let them just be a witness to um, what's happening in your in your life. And the fifth point is to clearly lay out the rules. A lot of times um, things go wrong because nobody understands what's expected of them. So if you have ideas about curfew or dating or not dating, make sure your kids know this. And my kids knew our rules about dating, which was not dating, Um, when they were little and they bought into it very easily because they're younger and they don't care about dating. So by the time they got older, they were already convinced of all the reasons why. And that was very helpful. Number six, um, school work requirement or chores. If your kids know um, what is required as far as school goes or their chores and that that isn't going to change because they have turned, um, you know, a teen year. Or if there are going to be some uh, different things that are going to be required uh, because they're a little bit older and have uh, more responsibility, which brings me to number seven, treat them like they're capable of taking on responsibility. How are our kids going to be responsible if they're not given Uh, the jobs to do the work. So, you know, give them more uh, responsible jobs and you will be surprised, I believe, um, by your teens and how wonderful uh, they step up to uh, the responsibility. Number eight, do things together. um, And that means alone if possible. So um, if you can just take some, some time and go out alone with your teen. I know with other kids, it is very difficult to do. I remember going out with my littlest one at one point, and he kept saying, this is really nice, Mom. Mom, I'm really enjoying myself. But you know what? I miss you know Anne and Nick and wish they were here too. So your kids will more than likely, especially if they're younger, um, you know, want some of their siblings around. Uh, but you'll be surprised that your teens will be enjoying the one-to-one time with you. And the eight um, or the ninth thing is to focus on family. If you want kids to grow up and come back home um, and want to, you know, live near you or or whatever, you have to foster family. Yes, you know, jobs um, sometimes pull our kids away and they're not able uh, to move back home. But uh, you know, in the sense of being in the same town. Um, but we have to focus on our family as the most important thing um, other than God. And if we do that and focus on um, you know, family life and doing things together, you will be blessed uh, with what you'll find with your kids. And the 10th is to ask their opinion. Um, when my kids were older and they got into the teen years, they were helpful in deciding um, what books we were going to use for their homeschool classes, and you know, even in particular uh, topics that they wanted to study, and they were really excited to be able to help with that. So um, I remember one year, some of the conference heads decided it would be better to have no kids at all in the vendor hall, 
And I thought that is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard because so many times kids help with the planning and also um, it's difficult with moms have little ones. You know, I understood the idea behind it was to give mom uh, shopping time, but um, it was very short-lived. They even tried like a block of hours and there was no one in the vendor hall until they opened it up to allow kids in. So um, really important Uh, to focus on family and to um, encourage our kids to give their opinion. You know, respect is earned on all parts. Yes, our children must be respectful, but we need to be respectful of them. Matthew 10, 13 through 16, and they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and he said, permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God is like a child, like a child will not enter it at all. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying hands on them. Children, children are the crown of the aged and parents are the pride of their children. And that's Proverbs 17, 6. It also says every person must respect his mother, mother and father in Leviticus 19.3. Or 19, and it says, God, your Lord, you shall respect him. You shall serve, Deuteronomy 10.20. Furthermore, it says, whoever curses his father or mother shall be put to death, Exodus 21.17 there. Um, all of these are on the show notes on a few minutes, or sorry, all of these are on the show notes at um, vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. And um, as you can tell, I do several episodes at once, and sometimes um, the lines get a little bit blurred with um, all that is going on at the same time. This is episode uh, 329, and you can find the show notes there. Well, I pray that the teen years are joyous for you and your children, and it is time for your teens to discover what the Lord has in store for their lives. God bless. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.